0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday. Wednesday, that's right, I said Wednesday. January 15th. No, we're not recording on Wednesdays anymore. Uh, Rick has been... Under the weather.
0: And now I'm in outer space.
1: <laughs> he is currently with us on a FaceTime audio call, or whatever you want to call it.
0: I'm currently in a bed in a hospital about to die. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for my wishes.
1: <laughs> uh, he's been sick the last couple of days. Uh, he threw up all day Monday. And, uh, oh,
0: very... Uh, y- you have to go in detail there, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, all t- <laughs> Every time. Um, We got a lot to get into this episode. Uh, News, quick reaction from playoffs over the weekend. You probably already forgot about them because we're halfway through the week already. Um, But we will get to some quick reactions that we had for the week. And then we begin a new series called Consistency. uh, And we're going to discuss quarterbacks. And we'll go into what uh, the new Consistency series is about in just a minute. Um, Before we get into the news... Be sure to do the following. Check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at the theffchamps, on Instagram at thefantasychampions, and at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. Subscribe wherever you listen. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Let's get into the news before Rick falls asleep. (sighs) Uh, ESPN's Mike Triplett said it's likely... It will likely take a special uh, situation to pry Teddy Bridgewater away from the Saints this offseason.
0: So is Drew Brees going to announce
1: his retirement? Is he gonna
0: retire? Duh. I don't know, because that's doubt it. You would think if they're gonna keep Teddy Bridgewater that that means they expect Drew Brees to be gone. Right. So that's interesting.
1: What special situations are there in the NFL for teams to pull?
0: Uh, uh, gosh, I don't even know.
1: Yeah, New England, <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that would <laughs> that be a special would be situation. A special situation.
1: Uh, that's not just because we're Patriots fans, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't see a lot of teams around the NFL that would want. They would. They're going to want Teddy Bridgewater, uh, right? But whether he's going to want them is just a completely other conversation. So, um, yeah, I don't see i don't see bridgewater going anywhere the the saints are going to offer him an absurd amount of money
0: so do you think that means it's over for breeze in new orleans
1: uh yeah Um, if he says he's coming back my guess is new orleans says yes we'll take you back but all right yeah I, i i don't think if he says he's coming back he's coming back if he doesn't come back then obviously it's bridgewater's team and that's the best situation. Honestly, like, would you, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, would you want the New Orleans situation or the New England situation?
0: Oh, probably New Orleans. Yeah, Just I would say weapons. I was going to say
1: the same thing because the weapons.
0: Just because weapons, yeah.
1: <clears throat> uh, but anyway, NFL Networks. Ian Rappaport. I almost said NFL and Ian together. I don't even know how that's possible. But anyway, Ian Rappaport reports that the Vikings plan to open extension talks with Dalvin Cook uh, this off season, which is rather <clears throat> thank the Lord interesting. Um. Yeah, the funny part is, is that if they don't pony up and give him money, do you think they're gonna force it? I mean, Alexander Madison looked pretty decent when he was out there and replaced. No, he
0: did, but Delvin he Cook. wasn't Dalvin Cook though.
1: Because Dalvin Cook's gonna ask for Melvin Gordon like numbers, is what my yeah, guess would be, or Zeke like numbers.
0: I, I think I think he's worth it when he's on the field. It is good to have somebody else in the backfield though, because he does get injured right. a lot. I think he's been injured every single year of his career, mm-hmm. but no, I think he's definitely worth the money, and I think it's the right thing for the Vikings to do.
1: Yeah, um, especially when their offense is predicated around that. Although they did lose, right? Yeah, Stefanski. But anyway, uh, Cowboys vice president Stephen Jones said, uh, "I believe that's uh, Jerry Jones' son. Am I right?" Yes. Okay. it is, I believe. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, Stephen Jones <laughs> said that uh, quarterback Dak Prescott is. Uh, our quarterback of the future. Um, so that is a little bit uh, of a positive outlook for the Dallas Cowboys. If you're talking about Dak Prescott returning, um, I for some I, I for some reason have always felt that Dak's never leaving. But as we inch yeah. closer and closer to March 13th, if a contract doesn't get done, there are going to be a lot of teams that line up to pay him what the Cowboys are fighting to fighting not cl- to. Cl-
0: could you even throw New England in that conversation of teams?
1: Right, yeah. In the bidding war? Yep.
0: Um. Yeah, no, I... I I've He's got to be a Dallas you, Cowboy. Though, I, I really don't see him going anywhere either. Yeah. Uh, I know there was talks of him back when they asked him about Jason Garrett and like right. his contract situation. He said something along the lines of like, oh, well, my contract's up too, or something. I don't right. remember what he said, but it was something along those lines. But it's Dak Prescott. I really don't see him leaving Dallas, especially with the Mike McCarthy move. Right. Um, yeah, I, I. this news isn't really surprising to me.
1: Right. Uh, ESPN, uh, their Adam Schefter reports that, uh, I should just say Adam Schefter. Yeah. Or the really name should. of the person, because I'm just botching it.
0: Adam Schefter is ESPN when it comes yeah, to
1: football. It's true. Uh, Adam Schefter reports at least one network has contacted Drew Brees to say if he's interested in becoming the television game analyst, a television game analyst. So um, this would imply like them reaching out to Drew Brees does not surprise me. Um, But does this do you think this has anything to do with Drew Brees maybe leaking out there to a couple of people that he is uh, possibly going to be available for a position like that?
0: Um, it could. It definitely could. Um, I'm not sure though. I, I, I really this one, the whole Drew Brees situation is one that I really just don't know how it's going to play out. Right. Um, and then something that could be linked to this that is not in the news, but I don't know if you heard about Tony Romo okay. and what he got offered for Monday Night Football.
1: Oh yeah. Yep.
0: It was like ESPN offer number, of number Yeah, but it was the most ever.
1: Most ever for by, a, yeah.
0: Right, so maybe Drew Brees could be Get the it, CBS Tony. replacement for Tony Romo. I think that's kind of what Possibly. their plan is. That
1: that actually would be perfect.
0: Right, I would enjoy that. But yeah, I I don't know. I see. I think Drew Brees is going to retire. It's time. But at the same time, I don't see him retiring.
1: Yeah, no, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I I he should retire, in my opinion, because like I think Brady yeah. should retire as well, but. Um, we're in a new age of uh weird massages and <laughs> game management. I don't I don't know. Quarterbacks last longer, I guess. Um I remember Brett Favre barely made it to forty two, getting pummeled into the ground and half Man, his he legs was, yeah. torn off. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, it's it's a different age, I guess. But uh Ian Rappaport reports that Chiefs are expected to reward Patrick Mahomes with a mammoth contract extension this offseason. Now for me this is not a complete NFL show. This is a fantasy football podcast, so I don't care. But in real life, how damaging would this be to the Kansas City Chiefs if they offered him this mammoth contract extension and then he subsequently lost all his weapons because they had no money left to pay anyone?
0: Yeah, that, that could happen. Could,
1: like, you know Travis Kelsey yeah. wants to be paid as the best tight end in football, and Tyreek Hill wants to be paid as the best wide receiver in football. You're either going to pay all those guys and have one of the best offenses and never have a defense, or those guys are just going to walk.
0: Yeah, but at this point in their careers, do you do you know if those guys want to be paid?
1: Tyreek Hill does. Did he yeah, just get an extension? I don't remember.
0: But one of them did.
1: Yeah, I know Travis Kelsey's locked up for a little while, but I think Tyreek Hill. But
0: they also have some good young players under contract for a few years, like uh, right. Michael Hardman. So,
1: but they're gonna they're because it's Andy Reid's system. They're going to it fork depends, out an unfortunate <laughs> amount of money to the offense.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it depends how much Mahomes gets to, which it is going to be a lot. Like, it, oh, who's
1: the highest paid quarterback? It's um, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo, isn't is
0: it? it? No, it's not. It's not Stafford. Gosh, who is it?
1: Highest. I'm looking it up now.
0: It's someone <clears throat> recently.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't think it's
0: Garoppolo. It,
1: it's going to be Dak. But... It's Russell Wilson. He has. Yeah. He makes thirty five million dollars oh, right.
0: a year. Yes, that happened last year. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah. I. For me, I. I they're going to give Patrick Mahomes more than thirty five million dollars a year. When your salary cap is. Unless that's renegotiated in the new uh, C- CBA bargaining agreement, whatever, uh, that they get more money to spend, it's going to be somewhere between 100 to 120 something million dollars. So if your quarterback is taking up about 25% of that, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be too good for the rest of your team because you're also paying like Travis Kelsey over 10 million and you're probably going to pay Tyreek Hill over 15. So
0: that's a lot of money for
1: just a couple of offensive pieces. Like we're talking like we're not just talking like offensive weapons. We're talking about the offensive line that Patrick Mahomes has had the ability to stand behind for so like so much. He has such a good offensive line and it's so no one talks about it because Mahomes is so good, but it's like without the pieces there. Mahomes will not be have the same amount of time he does. And we saw this year when he lost some of his offensive linemen how it affected his play. So yeah. um I think I think you're gonna see a little more of the repercussions. It's not gonna happen this next year or the year after, but you'll probably see some of the repercussions start to bloom in a couple of years. Um if they give Patrick Mahomes far too much money. But anyway, uh TMZ reports that Julian Edelman was arrested for a misdemeanor. Um a misdemeanor vandalism, I think that's what it's called, um, Saturday Night in Beverly Hills. So apparently he went out with uh, some Boston legends. And, uh, Paul got,
0: Pierce and uh, Danny yeah, Amendola, right?
1: Amendola, I don't know if he's a Boston legend. But anyway, uh, he got toasted and started jumping on top of a car. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, a, he's going to go. A, go ahead. What were oh, sorry, say?
0: go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, no, I don't even know what I was going to say.
0: So I just completely... Cut. Okay, well, yeah, then I might gonna see what i was going to say. Um, you cut me off for nothing. <laughs> well, there was a... I was just going to say, there was a photo on Instagram of... I think okay. it was on Paul Pierce's Instagram. Oh, boy. And it was him with, like... So he's, like, filling in the background, making, like, a dumb face or whatever. Yeah. And somebody was like, was this before or after the... the <sighs> I do got arrested or whatever. Oh, and no. Pierce respond with was like laughing emojis and said it was like 2 minutes beforehand. So he was they were getting lit.
1: Yeah, sounds like it. Um this is not going to have this will have no effect on uh his contract or NFL situation, but he does have to go to court at some point in I think it's March or May, one of the M months. Um I just thought it was interesting. It seemed out of Julian Armond's character. All I got this notification on Sunday morning was TMZ reports Julian Edelman was arrested, and I'm like, oh, God, what did he do? And then it was like, you, you saw what actually happened, and I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I, I I can't remember who I was talking to. It might have been you, but I'm like, Julian Edelman makes enough money to be able to go, like, hey, I'll just pay for whatever damage I did. Yeah. Like, But they called the cops on him. Maybe they had no idea who he was. <laughs> I'm like, you wouldn't have tried to figure that out? I don't know. But anyway, uh, Larry Fitzgerald will return for his 17th season in the NFL.
0: My goodness. Um, he
1: comes back. Very, very long career. This will probably be his last year. Um, And then Tua, uh, the Tank for Tua movement ended when Joe Burrow. uh, Did I say that? I have the right name. Yes, Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, dominated college football, and Tua got hurt. So um, Tua is reportedly going to throw for NFL teams before the NFL draft. Um, And so that will give people a clearer picture as to what's going to happen. Um, he hasn't been throwing because of his hip. He's falling way down draft boards simply because of his injuries. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where, where he goes. The tank for Tua movement meant that he was going to be the number one overall pick, and now he's probably going to end up mid-first round. Uh, so yep. some teams going to get themselves a good quarterback.
0: Do you think there's some team, though, like Miami or somebody in like the back end of the top ten? That's gonna be like we wanted this guy this season.
1: They might We're but not the, let him slip. They might, but the reports are that uh Miami doesn't want to use a draft pick on a quarterback this year. Or at least a high level draft pick.
0: So what's their plan? Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask the Dolphins plan. Yeah,
1: don't ever ask that. Uh and then the final piece of news, uh, the Browns hired Vikings offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefan. Oh, yeah. Um, we are gonna go over uh in our in a later edition of this podcast called The Coaches Show, um, all the coaching changes, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coaches, all that stuff, and just discuss the changes in system. Um, I know uh, something that I haven't been putting the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator firings in here, but Rick Scangarello from the Denver Broncos was fired, offensive coordinator. So that means yep. you're going to get a brand-new offense in in Denver again. <sighs> um and so it should Yeah, it should be interesting to cover that. But we'll talk about all the nuances of what happens with the offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and head coaches around the NFL. Um, but I think it's a good hiring for the Browns. I a lot of people disagree. They're like, Oh, this is this sucks. You could have had so many other guys, you could have you could have done this, you could've done. I'm like, who gives a rip? I'm like, this is a um, good signing.
0: I don't think it's the worst move they could have done.
1: Like it's better, it's way if it's better the than best Kitchen's
0: either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's better than kitchens. And the offensive system is um, going to
1: be better. So,
0: I do think the offensive system will fit with mm-hmm. what the Browns want to do. Yeah. I don't know if he's like, is he? How long has he been coordinator? Because I feel like
1: I have no idea. He's pretty
0: remember. young. I don't know. I I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach of a franchise like Cleveland. Yeah. I feel like you kind of need a little bit of a pedigree to handle that. But I mean. We'll see how it plays out. I don't think it's the worst move.
1: The information coming out about Kevin Stefanski's uh, constant—I get some of the information of why the Browns hired him was started leaking out, and I guess Stefanski, uh, when when Josh McDaniel sat down and talked to them, he adamantly was aggressively telling them, "No, you can't do this. Um, I would not. I would not coach under this circumstance. If you want me, you got to change that." Because um, Stefanski agreed to it. Um, and that's basically that uh on Mondays after games or Tuesdays after games uh the off- the head coach is going to meet with the um owner Jimmy Haslam um every single every week, single week every single week and they're hey. going to have a breakdown of what happened in the game and all that stuff and then um later in the week when the game plan's finalized like on Wednesday generally speaking Um, he's going to have another meeting with the owner where he will confirm the game plan, essentially. So um, it's going to be a weird dynamic in Cleveland, and it doesn't actually sound too (laughs) promising. I do like Stefanski, but man, oh man, this is starting to remind me of uh, the Los Angeles Clippers owner who got his team taken away from him.
0: You get far
1: too involved in the situations that are going on with your team. Like Jerry Jones doesn't even do this stuff. There's a reason why the Browns blow, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway. So, um this could we're going to talk about the repercussions fantasy-wise of that in a later episode. But uh, let's get to some quick reactions for the week really really quickly. Um I want to start with the Ravens being upset by the Tennessee Titans. Man, oh man. We went into that game. I told you. I said the uh the Ravens would go up twenty-one to nothing yeah, to start you, the you game. They'd I was, kill them. I thought they were going to kill the Titans.
0: The Titans of,
1: are proving to actually have the ability to win against these really good teams.
0: Listen, I tried telling you, dude. I think they the one. They might be the most balanced football team in the playoffs. I, t-
1: I told, I told you. I'm that not saying too. they're
0: going to win.
1: They just don't do anything great. Um, That's the problem.
0: No, they don't. Uh, I didn't think they'd beat Baltimore, but I thought it would be one a very close game and it could go either way. Right. Uh but I thought Baltimore would eventually win. Uh so I am a little surprised that Tennessee came on top, but not as surprised as a lot of people. Uh Tennessee is a good team, man.
1: They are. Uh Derrick Henry was a monster. Um Your guy. Yeah. I I, I do I, I I shared a graphic with you <laughs> earlier. I'm trying to compose my thoughts on Derrick Henry because every time I say something negative, I just get slapped in the face. So I might as well just stop and say he's good. Then he'll bust. But anyway,
0: the moment you say, yeah, yeah, he's going to
1: anyway. So uh, I said, I shared a graphic with you through the first 10 weeks of the season, Derrick Henry had, I believe it was one, it was somewhere between one and three hundred yard games. And um, I think one was like 99 yards and you threw that in there. But anyway, after week ten, from weeks like eleven to seventeen, he had like four or five, like hundred yard games, and that doesn't include yeah. the last two weeks. So he it, he does play significantly better in the back half of the season for some reason. Um, I'm starting to notice that for some the weather strange gets reason,
0: colder, maybe and it's I, harder. It's he plays not in harder, Tennessee. but more annoying to tackle big running back. Yeah, yeah, but
1: yeah you might be right game. about so, that. But that, I just. I don't know. I I don't know what this guy is. He <laughs> it's, he's it's, it's it's hard it's hard to He didn't really do anything else except run up the middle and um <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's big.
1: Yeah, he's just big. Uh so I, we'll have to see what happens with with um Derek Henry next year fantasy-wise, but Lamar disappeared. I did want to note to all the people who said, well, Lamar threw 100, 500 plus yards, and he actually was really good. Um, no, because, like, 250 to 300 of those yards all came in trash time. So, um, let's just back the truck up on that. Um, so Lamar, uh, he disappeared in this game. He threw two interceptions. Um, does this concern you at all for next season?
0: Uh, honestly, no.
1: Because in not this really. game, he probably would have he would have ended up five hundred yards. He probably would have ended up with um twenty fantasy points with that, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. So it would have I mean, been the like twenty-seven. Had a good
0: game plan, and like I believe I don't remember his second interception, but I know the first one he threw was yeah. not his fault. It bounced off the receiver's hands. Right. Um. One he was, it, didn't was have good game, it was a blatant. It was
1: the second pick was blatantly his fault, but the oh, first was one it? wasn't. Okay.
0: So, but like. I honestly don't think that loss was on him. No, necessarily.
1: I don't disagree. So,
0: I I'm not like too concerned about it now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, the Forty ers and Chiefs look like the two best teams in the uh, in the playoffs.
0: Which means both teams uh, will lose this week. Yeah,
1: probably. I would not. It would be. Oh my god, how boring would a Packers I would, yeah. Titan Super Bowl would be?
0: I'd Dude, Aaron Rodgers
1: might win his second. Anyway, uh, Tevin Coleman had
0: that, but. I would not want to watch it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tevin Coleman had uh, 22 rushing yards, hundred and five uh, twenty two rushes, 105 yards, and two touchdowns. All of a sudden, they just completely took Matt Breda and, uh, and uh, Raheem Mostert completely out of the game plan. Now, I was excited. Yes. I was really excited about Raheem Mostert, and I started liking him for next year. And then I watched this game, and I'm like, I... I don't want to have anything to do with that backfield. <laughs> the
0: backfield. The 49 ers wheel of the backfield. It's true. It's true. Who's it going to be this week? Yep.
1: Um, And then the Chiefs yeah. came back. Oh, was there something else you wanted to say?
0: No, I was going to say stay away from the 49ers running backs.
1: Uh, so the Chiefs uh, went down 24 nothing in the first quarter. And so Houston was looking pretty good, feeling pretty good. And then all of a sudden... Uh, touchdown! 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 In three three minutes oh. and forty eight seconds, <laughs> and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs came back and ended up beating. Uh, it, I think I think from the second quarter on, it was fifty one to seven
0: in two quarters. That's un- I don't think they scored in the fourth. They scored fifty one unanswered points.
1: That's ridiculous. That is te- that is Houston though. They're so soft. Houston
0: is soft, and their defense is super overrated. Like if they played, but a, man, is Kansas City like an absolutely? They score fast.
1: The they score very fast. It, that's why you have to like. It's never if you get up twenty four nothing on them. It's never a oh we're good like and t- Houston learned that firsthand. I think they were in that game thinking like okay we're up twenty four nothing. We have a really great lead. Um, I started trash talking the Chiefs myself, but I think Houston thought they had it in the bag. Yeah, and then they just they completely lost control of the whole situation. So, um, I they'll they'll know for next time. <laughs> yeah, but man, Kansas City is insane. Uh, the Seahawks and the Packers played off. I don't know if you had any thoughts about that game. It was a pretty boring game. The the only it thing was. the only thing I wanted to note was that play, and it was floating around Twitter because I don't know how it turned into a thing. I just accepted the reality of what it was. But late in the game, the uh, the Seahawks needed a stop. And it looked like they had gotten one. And then they, called, they basically reviewed uh, the play and they called it a first yeah. down. Later, people started sharing a graphic, and I even saw ones with updated lines that showed that he didn't make the first down even with the updated line. So I was I was like, at first I was like, oh, that's a first down. I even said it when I was watching the game. And then later when I was looking at some of these images, I'm like, that's not a first down. I'm like, they yeah. kinda, now to me, you know, Seattle can't dwell on that because A, they had their I opportunities. And B, first of all, they would have gotten the first down. They would have gone for it in fourth and inches and freaking gotten yeah, the first down. And
0: even if, some, even if like Seattle stopped them, which I don't yeah. think they would have, Right. Then I believe they only had like second. They, they didn't have any timeouts, and there, there would have been like forty seconds left in the game, right? To go down the field, so I don't think Seattle would have had too much of a shot in that game, right? Um, I think the game was pretty much over already over at that point. But mm. yeah, no, I think they missed one on that one, and I can I can understand why Seahawks would be upset, but yeah, you know that's not why they lost the game,
1: right? Um, so that's all we got. Quick reactions. Let's move into our brand spanking new. Pssh, pssh. Series for the month of January and into February, so this will take us into the uh, NFL draft. I mean, yep, yeah, wow! Wow, well, uh, the draft after is the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the draft is right after the Super Bowl, like twenty minutes after. Um, so we're moving into a series called the Consistency Series. Um, we're going to discuss quarterbacks for this episode and the episode that's going to come out. Uh, I guess I'll push it to Friday. On Friday's episode um, and we're gonna uh, we're just gonna explain what this series is so for me I I think last year we had a series called um, what was it called uh, all the glitters yeah yeah so that series we had was called all the glitters and it was basically to tell you like the realities of what happened during the season how a player played like if you had a quarterback did they actually play as well as their final standing you know mm. like the showed. biggest
0: example of that which we probably should have taken more into to account for this year was aaron Rodgers. right um i think he finished like qb6 or 7 last year but his consistency right. was he was not in the top 10 i think mm-hmm. because he had last game of the season he had like 50 points against the jets if you remember that game yep um he had like a few wildly good games but otherwise he was pretty poor.
1: Right. Um but that is the purpose of this series is to give you an overview or an outlook on whether a player actually was consistent because consistency is king in fantasy football. It's hard to it's easy to forget that it, when you're playing during the regular season you're like oh this guy's playing really good at this moment and then not see the larger picture of something. Um, and so for me, I've always tried to stay away from inconsistent players because if you have an inconsistent player, you're going to get those massive boom weeks and then you're going to get those bust weeks and the bust weeks are going to kill you and you're going to lose a lot of games. Um, there is a team in our personal fantasy league every year drafts, the inconsistent guys loves them. Tyreek Hill, (laughs) Mike Evans, Russell Wilson, all of them. Now you look at that team on paper and you're like, Hmm, that team is pretty good. But the reality is, is the guy ended up like six and six, or six and seven, because it was so inconsistent that it didn't yeah. work out for him, and he didn't make well, the play.
0: One week he'd get like one sixty fantasy yeah, points. Yeah, and, and start he'd start bragging sixty fantasy, and points. then
1: the next week he'd get sixty. Yeah. So the purpose of this series is to give you the reality of whether or not a player actually was consistent um, with what their um, their final standing or final rank showed. So we're gonna start off in this consistency. We won't spend a lot of time on the number one guy because Lamar <laughs> Jackson's ridiculous. Um, yeah. but I just wanted to go over a couple of things. I have a massive spreadsheet that will become available at some point in the future, my friends. And we'll we'll tell oh, you about that. Geez. In the in the future. But there's so much stuff in this chart, I gotta I gotta tone it down. So we have a uh, consistency chart that we created. It um, has the QB1 and QB2 finishes and the percentages on it. Um, and this is going to help you figure out what exactly a guy did and how many times they were a QB1 or a QB2. So we're going to start off with Lamar Jackson. Lamar had a popping year this year. He was freaking insane. Averaging, yeah. Do you know how many points he averaged a game? How many points? 28.1. Golly. Now, he wasn't as consistent as Patrick Mahomes was last year. But he was pretty dang close. He had 13 QB1 finishes, which totaled 86. He only played in 15 games. So it totaled 86.67% of the time he was a QB1. So if you had him on your, I would love to know even deeper how many times he finished as the number one guy because he was just a monster in fantasy football. Um, He probably
0: I wouldn't be shocked if it was more than like five, to four or five weeks that he was the number one guy.
1: Right. So, I mean, it's it's going into next year, and the hard part that I have, and I've been waiting to to kind of talk about this a little bit, is that Lamar kind of concerns me a lot. And I hate to, because I definitely do believe that, like last year when I was talking about Mahomes, right, Mahomes, uh, Mahome, the reason why I didn't really super like Mahomes going into this year is because he was going to regression touchdowns and yards and all that stuff, and I've explained it before, which he did. And he doesn't run it all over the field as much as Lamar Jackson does, right? So correct. So his regression is going to really affect his standing, right? Whereas if Lamar regresses, he's probably still going to get 1,000 yards rushing yeah. unless he, unless he gets hurt. Right, so if he does that, that's automatically giving him a hundred fantasy points, scores five touchdowns. that's 135 just from rushing. So even if he only touches maybe 200 fantasy points through the air, he's still a fantastic fantasy quarterback. right? but at the yeah. same time, it's like like I saw the the number one, and I believe it's on the sheet somewhere, but his um he had 36 touchdowns. It's not on the sheet, but he had 36 touchdowns. Do you want to know the touchdown rate that he had? It was 9.1% of the time he scored a touchdown when he threw it. The second closest guy was like 6%. So there's an area he's going to regress. It's probably touchdowns, passing touchdowns, that is.
0: Yeah, so what I would say with Lamar, I do think he might have a small regression when it comes to passing. Right. Um, we'll see how big of a regression it is, but the but otherwise, I think he'll as long as he stays mm-hmm. healthy, which is a major key because of the way he plays. Yeah, right. And the way he runs, staying healthy will be very. We say that about every guy in fantasy, but with Lamar especially, right? It's very troublesome. Um, but if he can stay healthy, I honestly see him finishing as another top three fantasy quarterback next year. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to finish number one, but I'd be shocked if he finished outside the top three. Oh, yeah, team.
1: barring injury, just based on averages. Uh, and I, like, I, I I think he could probably next year average the most fantasy points per game again.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't be shocked
1: he might not finish as one or two just because of, like you said, the way he plays and he might get injured. Now, uh, really quickly before we move on, um, where would you be comfortable drafting Lamar Jackson next year?
0: Gosh, I don't, since the whole quarterback drafting early thing, I don't really want to draft a quarterback in the first few rounds. If Lamar fell to me, maybe in like, see if Lamar fell you at the end of the fourth round. Yes. Would you take him? Yep yeah I would too. I would take him in the fourth round but he's not he's not gonna go in the fourth round.
1: see and this is coming from a guy that doesn't want to take quarterbacks like you never so so we've talked about this before on this podcast. you never want to uh look at the past and draft guys based on the past. people who do that lose fantasy leagues. you have to be forward thinking. the people who were like, oh, Lamar Jackson might be a cute little asset for me to have this year. Let's see if he turns out to be good. Drafted him in the 13th, 14th round. And then all of a sudden, he has this massive season. And most teams who won the fantasy championship had them on their teams. That was forward looking. Don't backward look. You got to forward look. You have to predict what's going to happen. You can't, you know, sit here. And it's hard to do, obviously. Predictions are predictions. But don't sit here and look at last season's numbers. People who looked at last season's numbers drafted Patrick Mahomes. And ended up with a guy that was hurt half the season and then only gave you, like, QB1, QB2 performances, low-end QB1, high-end QB2 performances. So, anyway, the number two guy on our list, uh, and it didn't feel like this because I had him on my team for a majority of the season, was Dak Prescott. Um, He had 12 QB1 finishes in fantasy football. Uh, And when I say QB1, by the way, uh, that is finishing in the top 12 of um, quarterbacks. So he had 12 QB1 finishes and then four QB2 finishes. Um, so he he, finishes, he played all 16 games, finished as a quarterback 75% of the time. And just to give you his numbers, he, had, he was the number two quarterback in fantasy, scored 348 fantasy points, and uh, had 21 points per game. So um, coming into this season, did not expect Dak Prescott to perform like that. <laughs>
0: No, gosh, no, I, me especially. Yeah, um, I really did not see Dak doing that at all. Mm-hmm. You took the chance on him after Week One, and you rode rode the ship with them, and it ended up working out
1: right. Um, and
0: it, it is surprising to see how consistent he was too.
1: Yeah, no, it didn't. Honest to God, didn't feel like it. But I remember there was only one real game over the first like twelve weeks of the season before he went on that tough stretch. There's only one game where he scored under 20 fantasy points. Um so he did start to fall off towards the end when they completely collapsed as a, as a football yeah. team. But um yeah, 12 times as a QB1. He is he was one off Lamar Jackson. Um yeah. Lamar though when when he scored his fantasy points, he <laughs> it was like a lot all at once, like 7 more per game than, you know, Zach Prescott. But mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Dak was always in the top 10, always in the top 12, and and always gave you a good enough performance to beat maybe your league mates. Um, so uh, I put him at number two, but I, I, as far as next year, I am staying far away from Dak Prescott.
0: Oh, yeah, even with Mike McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, uh, like, I will let somebody else take him, and if it burns me, it burns me, but I would rather not take the risk. Um, it was so gross owning him because I'd watch all these games and Dallas was just so bad, but yet he'd always finish with twenty five fantasy points. And you're like, what the freak is going on right now? I was so yeah. confused. I was like, what the crap? But, uh, it's anyway. Dallas. Yeah. It's so Dallas. But uh, if you, if you get anywhere close to this QB one percentage next year, which is 75%, then I, I'm okay with, I'm okay. That's what with what You should taking be him, aiming
0: but. for. I think, um, for your quarterback is like seventy five percent. That that's that's pretty dang solid.
1: Yeah. So for me is in terms of what round I would take him in, I'm gonna have to say I'd probably take him in the tenth round. And that sounds horrible, but for the QB two, I'm just not wasting my time. <laughs> I know what's gonna he happen. Might, I know he might gonna
0: be happen. Little, he might slip down. Because, you know, Watson's still going to be high up there. Right. Mahomes is going to be high up there. If people really jump on the Kyler Murray train, he might be ahead of Dak. So
1: right. he, there's
0: a chance Dak might fall in the 10th round. I don't think he will. Right. But there could be a chance.
1: Uh, let's move on to our next guy Jameis Winston coming in at QB uh, number three. He had 335 fantasy points, 20.96 fantasy points a game through 17 weeks. Um, here, Here's the problem with, with Jameis, though. And the next couple quarterbacks will have the same conversation. He had seven QB one finishes out of a total. I think it's fourteen games. So, yeah. or, or no, I'm sorry. He played all sixteen, but he had Ew. seven QB one finishes and seven QB two finishes. Now, I would consider a QB two a bust at this point. Yes. So, uh, he had seven QB one finishes and finished at a finished basically at a 43.75 percent of the time at QB one. So. He was not consistent at all. And no. the only reason why he's at the top of this list is because of a couple of really great performances. Now, we predicted a breakout season for Jameis Winston, and technically speaking, we did get it right. But he just isn't that No, right. he just he
0: was just um that whole Buccaneers offense was just getting behind the games and chucking the ball. Yeah. So if Winston was trailing and he was going to throw the ball 55, 50 times. Right. Um, yeah, he was going to get you 30 fancy points, but if that wasn't going to happen, he was not going to have a good week at all. Right. Um, and it's a, I'm kind of surprised that he only had seven QB one finishes.
1: Yeah, no, it's true
0: for the QB three. Right. That's interesting.
1: Um, so, I mean, you definitely see he's a lot more inconsistent. Now, what I would say about Jameis is that he is a, uh, he's most definitely a streamable quarterback. Um, oh, yeah. And when he has when he has good games, you know, obviously, a majority of the time, I, I, I haven't done the home road splits yet, but um, you obviously notice that he is uh, probably a lot better at home. But, um, you know, as far as what you want for Winston, if he has an easier matchup, you gotta you gotta play him against the easier matchup. You know what I mean? You can't Right. If he's on your waiver wire, you gotta pick him up and you gotta throw him in there. As far as yeah. next year, I feel like people are gonna see QB three. They're gonna get excited and they're gonna draft him really high. And uh when I say really high, I mean like probably seventh or eighth round. And yeah. they're gonna waste a draft pick on him and it'll probably not work out. But for me, I don't think Winston's gonna be bad. My big thing is that It's a question of whether Tampa continues to use him. Like, because I believe he's a free free agent as well. So if Tampa brings him back, then obviously I like his chances if he's a starter uh, to continue to do something like this. Like he might be able to finish in the top six or seven next year. So I don't think drafting him as a six or seventh quarterback off the board is a horrible idea. I just think that you know obviously a it depends on what round you get him in, and b it depends on where he goes in free agency. Because if he lands with Miami, then obviously that's like a super concerning situation. Right. Yeah. So uh, as far as what yep. you would do for Winston, uh, you a hold out, wait. You know, until obviously you're not doing a draft right now, but you know, hold out and see wait, how the situation see plays how the out. situation plays out before you make a decision on what you want to do with Jameis. If you're in a dynasty league, you know, now if you own him, now would probably be the time. to sell them oh, high yeah. to somebody I mean, who doesn't probably know Probably would have been a few weeks ago. Yeah, probably would have been yeah. a few weeks ago. But anyway, number four on our list, Russell Wilson, 333 fantasy points. He had 20, about 20 fantasy points a game, uh, and we all know the story of Russell Wilson. Two 40-point 40 games on the season equivalented basically more than 30-plus percent of his total for the entire season. Um, he had seven QB1 finishes on the year, eight QB2 finishes, finished as a QB1 same percentage of the time as uh James Winston but he comes in at the at the QB4. This is another guy that came in. He's kind of like a Dak Prescott came in as a surprise uh to a lot of people. He was a he was a player that you didn't expect. He was drafted. Not, Dak was not drafted, but um Russell Wilson was drafted, but he just he pays off sometimes and he doesn't. He's just like a locket. It.
0: Yeah, it's Russell Wilson was Interesting because he started off the season. Very hot. Um he was it was the debate was not Lamar Jackson's the MVP. It was, it was Russell it, Wilson. Is it Lamar or Russell Wilson? Correct. Right. Um and then he just kind of second half of the season just really fell off. Yeah. Fantasy wise at least. Uh he's still winning games, but he wasn't really doing anything statistically. Right. Um and he, it's according to the consistency chart, he really wasn't that much different than Jameis Winston.
1: No. Not at all. And, and that's kind of gross if you think about <laughs> it.
0: And yeah, and who's gonna get drafted higher, do you think?
1: Russell Wilson.
0: Correct. So that's gonna be one that could be a potential bust next year if he gets drafted
1: very Yeah. High. I, I think there it's gonna be interesting to see, especially after we find out what happens with Jameis, what what people do with Jameis Winston and Russell Wilson, because those two players are very much Capable of completely crapping themselves next year and burning a lot of fantasy teams and especially when you look at the consistency charts here at 43.75% of the time I don't like that for consistency especially looking at it next year I would rather pass those guys up right like Russell Wilson has all the weapons Jameis Winston has all the weapons yet they don't finish as QB ones. So, like, right. you can't tell me them them doing anything during the offseason is going to change my mind on how they're actually able to perform. This is consistent with Russell what Russell Wilson does this year as compared to other years. And what Jameis Winston does, this is kind of consistent as to what he did last year as well, not in finishing in the top three, but, like, you know, finishing very inconsistent where he's a good streaming option, but that's about it. But that's your number three and your number four quarterback in all <laughs> of fantasy. That's wow, tough. Yeah. Um. The number five guy on this list is is Deshaun Watson now he was slightly better. you had some hate the spread, but uh he I had th- did three hundred and thirty one fantasy points he averaged twenty two a game played fifteen games um and he finished with nine qB one finishes which is sixty percent of the time um and he did have four qb one uh q b two finishes i should say um so he was consistent but he wasn't as so you know what consistent as the top guys. Was...
0: With Deshaun Watson, he wasn't as consistent as a Dak Prescott or a Lamar uh, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, or, or even Mahomes. a Patrick Mahomes when he played. Yeah, right. Uh, but he also had a lot of like big bust games. I mean, did he miss any games this season?
1: He missed. He didn't play in one. Don't he missed week
0: seventeen? Yeah, that was it. And that was, but so he only finished as a QB one or QB 2 13 times, which means three games.
1: He just pooped himself.
0: He completely crapped the bed, and the QB two finishes.
1: Two depending weeks. on some of the weeks, might have even been really bad performances as well. But that's right, here yeah, there.
0: absolutely. So Deshaun Watson, like he was a solid fantasy quarterback, but he, he just didn't meet expectations this year.
1: Not at all. Um, right now, for me, I'm probably ranking him five next year. Okay, behind. Um, behind players like, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak, Prescott. this is in no particular order. We can talk about that a little bit later. But um, And then maybe, I don't know, I kind of gets tough after that. Like, you almost have to rank them four. But anyway, we'll have to see what happens with Deshaun next year. I don't want to draft him high either. He's another guy that I'm looking at going, yeah, 60% of the time he was a QB1, but, you know, I, I – they're just so inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball. There's just
0: yeah, the offensive line is something that that right. needs to get fixed immediately. It's one of the worst offensive lines of football.
1: Yeah,
0: um, he's got plenty of weapons. Yeah,
1: that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just missing. Yeah, They'll, one or two more. Things. I think
1: the one thing that they were missing this year, uh, more specifically, is. Is a running game, and and whether they get Lamar Miller back next year is we'll you know we'll figure that out. But we definitely need a running game. They did not have a guy that they could rely on in the passing game and on the ground, and they they kind of like these two guys, but it was just very hard for them to get anything going with the running back position, just because you were using two units. Like it, it just doesn't like and two guys that suck. Like not, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. Two guys that aren't great.
1: Like, if you run with two running backs, you want two running backs that are good, and these two guys were, like, supposed to be the third and the fourth guys on the roster, and (laughs) they ended up being traded for, and it's just a disaster in the backfield there. But anyway, Josh Allen comes in at number six. He had 297 fantasy points, 18 fantasy points per game. He also finished in the top six or seven, like we uh, explained earlier in the season, so we basically hit on all three of our... QB guys this year. Pretty much, yeah. Uh so I don't know if that means anything for next year, but he himself had a total of 7 QB1 finishes. Um, which was 43.75% of the time. So you see in the top six, once again, another guy with seven QB1 finishes. He also finished with the same amount of QB2 finishes as Jameis Winston. So when Jameis Winston went off, he went off. When Josh Allen went off, he went off. But uh, he didn't go off as hardcore as Jameis Winston did. Yeah. Um, But with these, you know, this is another guy that – I think I think he's still young enough to make the, the to make the argument that next year if they add a really good offensive piece they might be able to improve on Josh Allen's performances but we see week to week and throw to throw even that Josh Allen is just so unpredictable and <laughs> uh, in fantasy football you want predictability and with a guy who's not predictable, it doesn't lead to a lot of really great things. I know you own right. Josh Allen this year, so you can talk a little bit more about was, his effectiveness. Fantasy
0: you know, fantasy wise, he wasn't really bad. I think I would honestly put him at the same level as Russell Wilson and Jameis Winston. And not just because right. they're consistency wise, but because you both those guys or all three of those guys were inconsistent week to week, right, but had the potential to have a big week. Yeah. And what Josh Allen, obviously, I agree with you with him throwing the ball. Yeah. But what he has that not a lot of people realize is he's one of the best running quarterbacks in football. Oh yeah, I um, mean he's not Lamar level, but he. Do you have
1: those? Uh, I'll well, I'll tell you those numbers now because I got yeah, them in front of he, me. Um, um Josh, he had. I think he
0: hit.
1: he had a hundred. Uh, he had five hundred and ten rushing yards, which was second in the uh, third in the NFL behind uh, Kyler Murray. Um, yep. Which is surprising. You expect Kyler and Lamar to be those guys, but not Josh Allen. And then Josh Allen did, once again, this is one of those surprising little facets of his game that makes him as good as he is as a fantasy quarterback that not a lot of people talk about. And maybe this changes with Devin Singletary, but he had nine rushing touchdowns, two more than Lamar Jackson, and he did the same thing last year. I think he had seven or eight rushing touchdowns in the time that he started. Yep. So... This is a guy that's going to not only get you maybe some rushing yards. He's not going to rush for 1000 yards, but he's going to get you 500 600 rushing yards and he might even get you 8 to 9 touchdowns. And if that's the case, that's a good enough cushion to kind of save you some games. You know what I mean? You get enough rushing and you know, rushing touchdowns and rushing yards, it kind of cushions your performance as far as passing is concerned. So for for, you know, Josh Allen, I mean, that sky's the limit for me with him. On the the rest of these guys, like we know what da- we know what Lamar. I mean, uh, we know what Russell Wilson is. We know what Jameis Winston yep. is at this point. Um, we know kind of what Deshaun Watson is at this point. But with Josh Allen, you get you get some pieces around him, and he takes a step forward this year. He could See, actually the scary be thing with Josh
0: Allen really though. Really good. He could either be really good next year or he could totally <laughs> flop. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. The the unpredictable. Like here's my thing. Josh Allen is the sixth quarterback. I think there's a bunch of guys that are going to get taken ahead of Josh Allen next year. If he ends up in the 12th, 13th round, 11th round even, I'm very comfortable taking him there. Like, very comfortable. Oh, yeah. Even in the 10th round, I'm very comfortable taking him there. Will he be there? Probably not. But if he is there... he might. might, Yeah, might. 10th round, maybe. But, like, for me, when you get into that round 10 to 15 mark... Like, it just, there's not a lot of situations where you're looking at guys and going, okay, they are most definitely going to be, you know, high-level players. And and for me, like, <laughs> like, I looked at my draft from rounds 11 to 15 last year, and I did not draft one, and nor did anyone else in our league, draft one player that ended up as an RB one or a wide receiver one. So, but there was a lot of tight end ones. There was a lot of quarterback ones. Drafted in yep. those range. So that's that's the range I'm going for. If it's the 10th round and Josh Allen's on the board, I'll take the risk. To me, it all depends on if he gets some more offensive weapons. But outside of that, I mean, I'm willing to take the risk and say he could break out into the top three next year. All right. But uh, let's move on to the next guy, Kyler Murray. Now, this guy makes me sad because he was one of my Favorite options going into next year 297 fantasy points 18 fantasy points per game did finish as a qb1 his first season in the nfl And yeah. um, and then I started Impressive. doing some of the numbers and I got so discouraged because I was like I really like this guy for next year I want him to be like he could be a break He could be the lamar jackson breakout of next year or he could be baker But <laughs> aside beside the point he's gonna get overdrafted this year But the thing that I came across that was kind of concerning and you notice that towards the back half of the season, this changed a little bit. But over the course of the season, he had five total QB1 finishes in, I believe, 15 or no, 16 games played. Yep. And um just five QB one finishes, which is 31% of the time. And then he had 10 QB two finishes. They were high-end QB two finishes, which is why he finished so high. But man, if you don't have if you're in a 12-team league and you are not getting a QB one performance out of a quarterback, you're losing games like, yeah. And so to start Kyler just blindfolded every single game because he was the, you know, QB seven all season, you know, it it just doesn't make any sense. It is concerning that he only had five QB one finishes, but he's also the, the the problem with, with Kyler is that he had five QB one finishes and everyone is going to draft him. Like he's a top six or seven quarterback. He's going to have the same Baker Mayfield effect. He's going to get drafted scary, in the 6th round and 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 then he might not perform the way that he want him to. I just don't want to buy into the overdraft hype. It's like last year with David Montgomery getting drafted in the 3rd round. You know what I mean? Like some right. guys you can really like, but don't dra- like don't overdraft. You know what I mean? Don't jump rounds to get guys. So uh, to me like if he's in the Ninth or 10th round, I'm very excited about it. But outside of that, it is concerning. Yeah, so,
0: I mean, Kyler, like, he is going to get drafted early, as you said. Um, I think the expectation for a lot of people will be right. his sophomore, like, his sophomore jump, Yeah, um, which was the expectation for Baker Mayfield. Yes. And we saw how that played out, um, mm-hmm. which was not good.
1: I don't so, know if the hype for him is going to be the same as Baker unless they add, like, uh, like if they if come I, out and they they sign, like, Antonio Brown or they, you know, trade no, for a high-level wide receiver. Gerald's
0: coming back. It's another year in the offense. Right. Like, I, I could see there being a lot of hype
1: for Kyler Murray. Yeah. I, it's just concerning. Like, if he I, – I hope that people – See, like, cause I really, I think he's going to be a breakout quarterback next year, but I don't want to yeah. mortgage my entire draft on a guy like to me last year, right? Baker was like a breakout for me. I was like, dude, this guy's going to be six. And then they, and then they started adding offensive pieces and it started looking more and more like a Patrick Mahomes like thing. And you're like, Oh, this guy could really break out into like the top five and you could have a really great quarterback. But then, you know, obviously that didn't happen, but people started drafting Baker in the fifth round. And it was like, yeah. I just can't, I can't, I can't take, nuts. we don't know if he's going to do that, right? So why am I going to take the risk on him in the fifth round? It's going to be the same thing with Kyler Murray. It's like, I like Kyler Murray. He rushes the football. He's getting better passing the football. Like he's a good quarterback. And, and you know, one, a full off, like you said, a full off season in, in the team. Like Kyler could actually be a really good quarterback this year. But the problem is, is getting him, in a position where, I don't know, it's just like getting him in a round that makes sense. Like, I it, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to end up a sixth-round pick, and a lot of teams are going to be like, well, he's only a top-seven cornerback. Why didn't I draft him in the sixth round? Well, I don't know. We told you not to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, anyway, uh, let's move on to our next guy, Patrick Mahomes. 292 fantasy points, finishes the QB8. missed two games. One of his games uh, he got hurt in, and so he missed like half of it. Um so we'll, the, I don't I don't take for that into account but he had 10 QB1 finishes which is 71% of his games. So he was basically number 3 in consistency in yep. fantasy football and if you take that other game out entirely um you get a different number I believe it's 76 or 77% which puts him at number 2 as far as QB1 if you well, take the game out in half.
0: He'd be, he'd be like in between Lamar and Dak.
1: Now I really like this and I'll tell you why you're not going to beat me to him.
0: <laughs> uh, or,
1: you're going to beat me to him, but Patrick Mahomes I next say, year, that's the right answer. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I said it backwards. Patrick Mahomes next year. We obviously know he's good. He's consistent. Came out the beginning of the season 30, 30, 30. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? He started, I was like, okay, he's going to do this again. And then, you know, as the season went along, it it slowed down a little bit for him. End of the season, he wasn't as good as he has been in the past. You know, it was like 200 yard games, maybe one or two touchdowns. And, you know, it was just, it was slowed down. The pace of the offense was not high speed. You know what I mean? Um, Right. So, anyway. He finished as a QB1 10 times. For me, people are going to see that number eight finish or 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 something like that, and they're going to say, oh, well, Mahomes didn't have a good season this year, and he might get drafted outside the top three quarterbacks. And if that's the case and it's like the sixth round, are you willing to?
0: Oh, gosh, I'm out. All- he is not going to the sixth round. No, round no,
1: draft. no. But, like, if he – does, and, and, and- <laughs> you said an hour draft. I was going to say, like, yeah. what do you think his ADP is going to be?
0: I think it will be like fifth round. Okay. Somewhere in the fifth round.
1: Yeah, I would not disagree with that. He might jump into the fourth, but I also see people being like, oh my God, Mahomes, and drafting him in the third.
0: See, I feel like there's usually only ever one quarterback that gets drafted in the first three rounds, and it's going to be Lamar this year.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: Unless it's like, like two quarterbacks really dominate and they go neck and neck all season. And then sometimes right. the following year, both those guys will be in the third round. But I honestly see, I see Lamar going in the third round mm-hmm. and then there is going to be a little a drop off. I think Mahomes will be probably number two, mm-hmm. but I don't see him going until like late fourth, early fifth.
1: I hope people overlook him a little bit because of the injury and, Different things. I don't think so. Like if, you know, he had a great game against Houston. If he goes out and torches Tennessee and then torches, you know, the 49 or the twin of Super Bowl, like and everyone's watching. Uh oh yeah, it's true. Lord have mercy. He's probably gonna end up a top three pick, but um there there is this hope in my mind that it turns out like a little you know what I mean, like when Aaron Rodgers back in the day had a down year and then came back and was the QB one the following year. Um right. I do like Mahomes. I just like you said, I I am not willing to draft a quarterback in the top four rounds, and so the hope for me is that if Mahomes is on the board in the fifth or sixth round, that I can consider taking him. Um, I don't even know if I take him in the fifth round. Just I mean, I love, like you know, obviously, fancy wise, you got to love Mahomes, but I just don't know if I can just waste strategy wise yeah. waste a draft pick on that. And a lot of people are going to be like, "Well, you can't draft I'm Like, no, it's not that. It's just strategy. Of taking guys, yeah. You guys took Chris right Godwin
0: time. in the sixth round right year right? So I don't, players.
1: I don't want to waste a quarterback, waste a draft pick on a quarterback when I could get one just later in the draft, like like you know we've talked about before. Uh Number nine, can't believe he finished in the top ten. Carson went to a two hundred eighty-two fantasy points. I am astounded. He finished in the top ten. I am so shocked. I saw that and I was like, I am shocked that that happened. Now the other shocking factor is that he also had. The same amount of QB1 finishes as Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Nine. They were low-end quarterback nuts. finishes. Isn't that crazy?
0: Um, you know what's interesting with Wentz is they threw the ball a lot this year. He had yep. no help. Poor offensive line, no targets. Um, but they did throw the ball a lot, which is why I think he did get a, a few fantasy points. If they do the same thing next year and they add guys around Carson Wentz on the offense... Um, he could be yeah. a very sneaky play next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think and it's going to be a lot of people who have been like me, who, who were burned the year after he got injured and drafted him anyway in the sixth round and then not have a good year that year and then not have a good year this year. Right. Oh, yeah, It's like burned. two, two years in a row, people aren't going to have him. So it's more or less going to be him going into games and being like, you know, or, or going at, you, you know people like me going into drafts and going like, okay, Carson Wentz is justifiably going to be like a, probably a 12th round pick in between 10 rounds, 10 and 12. And if he does fall that late because people were just burned by him, that's a perfect opportunity to snatch a guy that could actually be very good next year. You know what I mean? Like they're going to add weapons to that offense. We didn't get the blessing of seeing Deshaun Jackson and (laughs) him play together for a full season. So, but 56% of the time he was, he was a QB one. And uh, that's what you want in your leagues. Now, I mean, I it's t- it's tough to predict what's going to happen next year. Obviously, um, schedule we don't know what the schedules are going to be. We don't know anything. So, as far as for me, I, I like Carson Wentz going into drafts next year. Uh, I think it's going to be worth taking him, but it's tough to figure out, you know. Um, right. Aaron Rodgers, number ten on this list, two hundred and eighty-two fancy Yuck. points. He had 17 fantasy points a game. He was uh, against good matchups, very good, and against bad matchups, very bad. Um, he had six QB1 finishes, only 37.5% of the time did he finish a QB1. So um, not consistent, not what you're looking for. Rodgers is on the back end. I'm starting to put him in the same conversation as Breeze. And, He's uh,
0: 37 years old as well, I believe.
1: Right. But I'm putting, so like, I'm now putting him in the same conversation as Breeze, Brady, Rivers, the older guys that may give you a couple yep. really good fantasy performances, but outside of that, they're not going to get you some you know monster like performances where you're going to start getting sweaty.
0: Which is unfortunate because uh, he was <coughs> the fantasy quarterback for like a decade, pretty yeah, much. It's over. But yeah, I think it's over. Yeah. Um, he's still playable on some weeks, though, if you do decide to draft him again this year. Uh, Streaming options. Yeah, this or you draft him like,
1: Late, like you draft great. a
0: young guy and Rogers, Rogers in like the fifteenth yeah. round or yep. something He's not going to be there in the fifteenth round, but if you had him as like a backup quarterback, because I mean he had six QB one finishes, and I guarantee you all six of those he was up against a good matchup. Yep. Uh, as long as he has a good matchup, he played well all season. And yeah, plus, a very he,
1: predictable he did, player. He did. Um. He did. Not have Devontae Adams for a, a, a yeah. portion of the season. He was running yeah. with like Alan Lazard as his wide receiver one. Yeah, so. He,
0: yeah exactly. So uh, he could be, you know, week to week an okay matchup, but yeah, yeah, the days of Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers and fantasy are it's over.
1: Pretty much over. <laughs> uh, the next guy on our list, Matt Ryan. Coming in at number 11. Matty Ice. Matty Ice. 281 fantasy points, 15 games played. Um, Matt Ryan is an interesting little guy because we see it again. Six QB1 finishes, eight QB2 finishes, finishes a QB1 40% of the time. What What do I mean by we see it again with Matt Ryan? I talked about in the offseason, the on-again, off-again situation with Matt Ryan. This is his offseason, Right. Now, next year, he's finally going to get back to Aaron Ron. Ra- I mean, uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan. He'll yep. probably finish as a top five quarterback again, and you'll be like, what the crap happened? He did give you some good games, but I feel like for the amount of people that thought he was going to be a good quarterback, we had a team in our league that ran with him a majority of the season. The
0: entire
1: season. The entire season. It was, a, it was kind of like, why, why are you doing that? But I think for me, like, obviously at this point, how old is Matt Ryan? Is he 36? Oh uh, gosh, I can look old? that up.
0: No, he's a little younger than um and Rogers. He's the same age as Joe Flacco. Uh
1: yeah. he's 34. Yeah, so um he's getting on the older side too, but I think he's got maybe one top five finish left in him, and it might be next year. Um so he's gonna be a guy that definitely falls out of the top ten of quarterbacks in terms of drafting. And he's definitely. There's going to be a lot of sexier names. Joe Burrow is probably going to be drafted. Even Tua might get drafted as well. Like I think some of these guys are going to get drafted ahead of Matt Ryan, and he's probably going to end up as a 12th or 13th quarterback off the board. And if if that's the case, he might actually fall into. A, he might actually fall into a, the the 13th, 14th round. That's a case. I think yeah. that's a that's one of those draft one of the young breakout guys and then draft Matt Ryan as a as a backup plan. You know what I mean.
0: Mm. Yeah, especially if you're going by the good, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so ridiculous. Um, the final guy on our list, Tommy Brady, two hundred seventy-one fantasy points. Oh, this is sad. I'm so surprised that Tom Brady finished anywhere near the uh, the top twelve. But look at um, that, I, he it did. Was,
0: he he did have a solid start.
1: Solid starts this season. Yeah. Um. Fell Especially off the when
0: the, 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 Antonio Brown was there. And we December we He had a monster game. Um, he had a few easy matchups mm-hmm. against like the Jets twice, the Dolphins. Uh, and it was looking good. Um, but yeah, age right. caught up to him a little bit. The weapons caught up to him a little bit. And he's just not a great fantasy quarterback.
1: Nope. Um, I think next year, uh, at this point, for me, I'm done. I'm done with Brady. I'm not... I'm not oh, yeah. going anywhere. If you are asking for fantasy advice on Tom Brady, do not draft him next year. Like I will tell you 100% right now, not to draft Tom Brady. You might have a couple of sexy games at the beginning of the year or during throughout the season where you go, "I told you I so, Tom Brady was going to be good." But uh <laughs> while you're doing that, you're going to be 5 and 5 and 12 and or with, Yeah. <laughs> if even, you
0: want to stream him week 2 home against the Dolphins be my guest, but yeah. that's the only time you should start Tom Brady. Yeah, if you want to if now, you want
1: to run with Tom Brady the whole season go 5 and 7. What if he signs in LA free.
0: with the Chargers?
1: I don't like him at all still. Yeah, He's 43 but. years old. <laughs> He's 43 years old. So uh that'll do it for part 1 of our consistency. The next episode uh for our consistency series about quarterbacks um, we are going to discuss, uh, quarterbacks 13 through four, 24, I believe on the next episode. Um, so we're going to go through the, those ones are going to be a little bit more interesting because there were some guys that, that were a little bit surprising in that list, as well as guys that, uh, should have probably finished a little bit higher, but because of injury missed games or lack right. of opportunity, they finished higher. So that that's probably going to be the more interesting episode than to this one. But anyway, that'll do it for the consistency breakdowns. Do you have anything to leave him with, buddy?
0: Uh, I'm just saying draft Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what you do, but he needs to be on your team.
1: Don't forget to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Talk to you on Thursday or Friday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at TheFFChamps.